Welcome to the Captivatingly Confident Podcast. My name is Kim Ludeman, and I am passionate about helping women just like you embrace your true self so you can show up confidently in your life. Join me as we talk about overcoming limiting beliefs, reshaping what health and wellness really look like, and take steps to becoming captivatingly confident. With all that said, let's go to the show. Hey friends, it's podcast time and I'm so excited because I have such a fun guest today. Her name is Abby Bouchon and she is a best-selling author of Reverse Button. Learn what doctors aren't telling you, avoid a back surgery, and get your full life back. She is an entrepreneur at Queen B&B and the owner and practitioner at the Ortho Healing Center. Her dream is to empower all to live their best life of comfort and function. She is an incredible storyteller, and I just have so much respect for her and the work that she's doing and putting out in the world. So with that, here's the interview with Abby Bouchamp. I'm so excited that you're here. We have another amazing guest. Oh, Abby, welcome to the Captivatingly Confident Podcast. Kim, I am so excited excited to be on here with you today. I love you. I love your, your podcast and everything you stand for. I just am so excited to be talking with you today. Oh, ditto. I feel the same. I was so fortunate to be able to have coffee with the incredible Abby, or not coffee. We had tea actually. And it was so fun just getting to hear your story and your process and to hear more about your book and all the amazing things that you're doing. And I just, I'm so thrilled to have you here today. So I always like to start off with the question of, have you always felt confident in your life? And if not, what has that process of coming into more confidence looked like for you? Oh, such a good question. Um, no, I like all women, not all women, maybe that's probably a broad statement to say, but most <laughs> often that I run into, <laughs> we struggle with this. So I, I too, um, really struggled with confidence and that's why I'm so excited about your podcast and what the, the message you're getting out to the world. Cause I think this is so important. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I was, I struggled, I struggled to the point where I couldn't talk in front of people. I was, um, so empathetic and I didn't understand that, that I just like took on everybody's stuff. So I just wanted to hide in a corner for a lot of the time for quite a few years. Um, I finally took a a public speaking course and that really, really helped me get out of my shell a bit. They recorded you and made you watch yourself back. That was a big challenge. Um, But I, you know, I decided that, that I needed to, I needed to get in front of people because I had something to say and I have this just huge heart and I'm a, I'm, I've always said I'm a servant leader. I'm all about service and the more people I can help, I know I have to get out in front of them to actually be able to offer help. So I had to get past my own stuff to do that. So I have, I've invested, oh my goodness, Kim, I'm embarrassed to even say sometimes <laughs> I had a coach recently like sit down and figure this out. We'll just say a couple hundred thousand dollars over lots of years of between therapy, between um, personal development, between leadership development, 
uh, between learning about my nervous system and how to really support and live in the present time in my nervous system. Um, and then really turning around and giving that back to the world. And that um, has been a huge journey. I just I was just telling you right before we started that I just had my first photo shoot where I like the pictures. Mm-hmm. And that's a huge journey. Like I, a couple of years ago, I got to the point, at, thanks to Facebook Live, I'm very comfortable in front of a camera. I can be interviewed face-to-face, talking to people. I love to be on stage talking with people. I can get very comfortable with that. But when somebody would take a picture of me, mm. I'd just rip it apart. And then I knew, like, I was, like, having the same battle inside of me. Like, why am I ripping this apart? Like, don't do that. And yet, you know, I still naturally was doing that. And so I was so excited with all the work that I've been doing that I this last photo shoot came in and I just went, I love this. This shows my personality. This is beautiful. And then this weekend, for my for my 44th birthday, I took eight women, ages 21 to 71, to the beach with an amazing photographer and that would take photos of us that told our individual personal stories and helped each of my friends just feel stunningly beautiful as they are, who they are in their own story, in their own body, in their own life. And we had the most amazing experience. Talk about confidence. Mm. Um, one of my, my friend that was turning 70, she said, she, she had this beautiful little nightgown kind of thing that she that just flowed in the wind at the beach and we wrapped her with fabrics. And she said, I don't think I felt this beautiful in 30, 40 years. Like it, she just felt beautiful on her 70th birthday. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, she was confident. She was gorgeous. And each one of us found that in that photo shoot. It was really, really beautiful to see. I can't wait to see the final pictures of that one. That's going to be super exciting. Yeah, that is so fun. It's amazing when you actually have pictures that you look at and you feel good about them. This is one of the things that speaks so near and dear to my heart. My mom, who passed away when she was 44, struggled with so much about body image and making herself smaller and hiding and even like physically hiding from the camera. And, you know, anytime she saw a picture of herself, like she just did what you said and just ripped it apart. And, you know, it's a real unfortunate thing that that happened because now those are the pictures that I have of her are the ones where she's ducking from the camera and you can see that she is just uncomfortable in her own skin. And it's really, it's quite tragic, actually. (laughs) So it's so great to hear that you are changing that for yourself and that you've taken steps to really step into your confidence. What has that looked like for you? Like, are there things that you've done specifically that have helped with that? Um, well, one of the things that I did a couple of years ago is I, um, I really stopped and evaluated all the labels that have been put on me mm. by other people over mm-hmm. the years. So, for example, when I was in fourth grade, I was told I couldn't sing. I, there was three of us they kicked out of choir. Only three. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and then fifth grade came all around, and I applied again, and they said, no, you still can't sing. And my whole life, I was like, I just love, like, when I'm happy, I'm singing and dancing around the house. 
And, but I always would hear in the back of my voice, like I couldn't do that around other people because I can't sing. And Mm. one of the things, so when I decided to challenge, like what is really true and what's not true, I, um, I joined a choir. I joined the Westland community choir and I sang at their Christmas concert because it made me joyful that they let me in and I've sang in a public place. So kick that one out the door. And then this just realization just came to me. Um, just yesterday I was talking with a client and we were talking, we were talking about just this issue. And I said, yeah, you know, when I was in seventh grade, I had this teacher or seventh, eighth grade. She was my teacher both years. She told me she was going to put me in bonehead English for, for high school because I was such a terrible English student. Oh my gosh. Luckily, my freshman year, I had the choice between her bonehead English recommendation or um, journalism. So I went into journalism instead. And the teacher there's like, oh, my gosh, you're amazing. You, you're a great writer. And he put me into honors English the next year. I became the editor of our school paper. Um, and now I'm a best-selling author. So there's a part of me that wants to go, see? <laughs> That's not true. Wow. But, but how many, like what? how many years did that hold me back? I've wanted to write a book since I was 11 years old. Um, it's been, it's been a long time journey that I knew I I needed to write and I just didn't know how that was going to happen. Um, so it's, it's taking a look at those labels, taking a look at those belief systems and really love your, I love all of your podcasts on the shoulds all your how much you stand against shoulds I love that because I think that's so so true whenever I've caught that in myself and that's one of the things one of the work part of the big part of the work I've had to do is wait a minute is no I'm not going to do like why should I do that I shouldn't have to do that because that's gonna throw that out the window like we're throwing that out we're throwing out the labels who am I authentically as myself um and not that you need to get divorced to do this, but it did help that I got divorced three years ago. And so as I walked into my 40s, I had this freedom um, to just, like I had to sit by myself and go, who am I? My children are just about grown. Who am I by myself, not as a wife? And I didn't, and like I said, I'm, I'm grateful for my marriage. I'm grateful for that chapter of my life. I have no regrets. But I also, the gift of the other side of that is my daughter, my 16-year-old last year said, Mom, thank you for the divorce. And I said, well, why? I'm glad you say that, honey. It wasn't my choice, but okay. And she said, no, you've shown me now how to live a life of joy. Hmm. And I thought, whoa, two things. One, like, there's no better, there's no better compliment that can come out, I don't think, from your child. And two, holy moly. Now she's wa- like, I really am aware how much she's watching me. <laughs> like talk about accountability partner. Like, you're right. I've really intentionally set out to build a life of joy, to build a life where I don't need a vacation from because my life is my vacation. Like my life is so joyful in everything that I'm doing. Mm. Um, and that it just, it all ties together in walking in confidence and, you know, being a mom of two young women my daughters are 20, almost 22 and 17 now. That will challenge you so many ways of looking at your own confidence mm-hmm. and looking at your own belief systems about yourself because it's nothing is more heartbreaking than when my, my youngest came home one day and she said, Mom, do you think I have a muffin top? And I was like, 
no, honey, like you are so beautiful. This kid works out at a bar, you know, works at a barn six days a week. Like she's so physically fit. She's so beautiful. She, and somebody, some, because of the way her pants were just sitting that day in that moment, somebody made a comment to her and she was just hanging on this. And I'm so yeah. grateful. She asked me about it. I'm like, yeah. no, we're like, like, don't carry that. But how many of us have had that one little muffin top comment and then we carry it for the next 50 years into our life and it's so heartbreaking and so I tell my girls all the time I'm like the most beautiful woman in the room is the most confident it doesn't matter what size she is it doesn't matter what her hair looks like it doesn't matter what clothes she has on she's the most confident she knows herself inside and out and not from an ego standpoint but just from a comfort being comfortable in her own skin and I think, and that's the vision that I hold of the word confidence and that I hold for my girls, that I want them to be so solid in themselves of who they are. And it was so fun this weekend. They, they both brought their boyfriends over for the first time. This was a, a new experience. And we had a game night at the house with both my daughters with their boyfriends. And it was a little surreal. And, but we were talking about each of their relationships and what I love that both of my daughters said is like, they liked dating this particular guy, both of their guys, because they got to be a hundred percent themselves. They didn't have to be anything. And I thought, wow, they're so much more advanced than I was when I was 20. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> wow. Uh, and yeah, it's taken me 40 years to figure that piece out, kids. Like, good job. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Know who they are. Mm-hmm. They know who they are and they are stunningly beautiful young women and they, they just know who they are. And I think that's a huge piece to confidence in, in the journey of it all. Yeah. Getting to know yourself better. So you said, you know, obviously divorce isn't necessary to figure out who you are and what makes you, you, because we are so quick to slap labels like wife, mother, sister, friend, entrepreneur, we're, we're quick to use these labels, but they can really hold us back in a lot of ways. So what have you done to look beneath those layers, to look deeper, to find more about who you are and to get your confidence from that? Great question. Um, so I really believe in mentorship and, mm-hmm. and outside I wouldn't want to say like, cause I mean, really the answer is always inside. Right. So, mm-hmm. so my background before all the things that you've listed off so far is I ran a Montessori school for years. And one of the brilliances Dr. Montessori taught me was that to help a person become their full best self, you need to have this guide that sets up an environment that's so perfect that, you know, that's not even more perfect. I don't like that word. It, it's so enticing that you have no other choice but to become your best self. Not what the teacher thinks, your best self. And taking that forward, like everything I do, I'm really intentional, really mindful of setting my environment, mind, body, soul environment. And so I've really broken that down piece by piece. And by reaching out to other mentors, reaching out. So I'm, I'm a nervous system expert. And one of the things I know about the nervous system is when we're in a trauma loop, we can't see what we can't see. 
right? Mm -hmm. So it's really, it's heartbreaking to me when somebody's like, well, I keep telling myself I need to not do this thing. You know, I know I'm not supposed to do this. Like, I don't know how to not do this thing. Like for me, 20 years, I was shamed for not having better boundaries. And I'm like, I read every book. I have done everything I can to have better boundaries. Like I'm really, really trying. And therapist after therapist, like you just need better boundaries. I'm like, no, that's not the problem. Like, I don't understand. And then when I was studying orthobionomy, my mentor there said, Abby, I'm going to teach you how to meet energy and how to walk back away from it. And I just started crying. I didn't even know what that meant, but I just, inside of me, it was like, there's hope. Mm-hmm. And about a year of my, my training, I realized oh, that's what boundaries are. It's, it's being connected to the world and yet holding yourself solid at the same time knowing who you are in present time. And so by really studying the nervous system, really helping understand my nervous system in relationship to everyone else. I mean, we are, we're a social nervous system. We're meant to interact with everybody else. Um, I actually did an in-depth study for my advanced license on psychosocial awareness, where it's um, based on like how all the birds in the sky know how to turn at the same time. We read each other into nervous system. Same thing with everybody that's in our house, that's, you know, from the dog to, to the husband, to the children, to, like everybody that we're coming in contact with, our nervous system is interacting with that other nervous system. And there's, there's tricks and tools and ways to work with that, that, that can enhance your life instead of, um, you know, if you're just in your trauma loop, you're just, you're responding the same way that you always have known. And so until somebody else comes and says, Hey, here's another option, creates an environment that your body can go. Here's another option. You can't, there's nothing, you're just going to keep looping. Mm -hmm. So I've reached out and I've developed quite a, um, a collection of support in myself. I, you know, I'm this afternoon, I'll be going and, and getting, um, a specialty treatment. I can't even remember what she's calls it, but a a wonderful woman I recently met in the mobs that I'm um, doing a trade with this afternoon some kind of body, mind, spirit support every single week. It's on my calendar. Absolutely has to happen. And, Mm -hmm. you know, from that to, I take a mud and salt bath every single week has to happen. My family would like, like they know if I've missed it, (laughs) because like, I know what I need to do to be my best self and stand confidently in myself. And, you know, I've always said I'm an introverted extrovert. Like I, Yes, I love to be on stage. Yes, I love to talk with people. I love to be in the crowd. I love to to really connect and make real relationship with people. And I really need alone time. I need time to to get in the bath and listen to you know to uh, to great podcasts like yours and (laughs) and be you know light candles and uh, you know pour a glass of wine. I. I had, last night I had my bath with a glass of wine in there. And sometimes I even bring ice cream in. I'm like, whatever I need in that moment. I love your last podcast about intuitive eating, because that I totally believe in that. Um, I am, yeah, I'm an intuitive eater and I, I just honor what my body needs. I'm so tuned in yeah. that I don't feel bad if I eat the ice cream. I don't feel bad if I have the glass of wine. Do I do it in moderation? Yes. But I, I don't, I don't feel bad with whatever I'm doing. You know, I had the most beautiful 
bread. My daughter stopped at New Seasons yesterday with this gorgeous, like olive loafy bread thing with um, beautiful, nice cheese. And she was slicing that up last night. And I, gluten and I aren't always the best friends, but I thought this will be something my body will like. I could just feel my body is going to so appreciate it. So I just had a, you know, I had two pieces. It was, I so honored every bite of it. I had no problems with it because it was just, I was so present with it and it was so beautiful and it just was delicious. Oh, um, I love hearing that. That is fantastic. It's so, we just miss it so often, right? And isn't that the struggle because we get so wrapped up in in being busy or productive that we don't stop and savor the flavor of whatever it is that we're enjoying but instead we feel like we have to rush it or sneak it or feel guilty about it. And I love that you have found the freedom from that. That's outstanding. I mean, and I'm, I'm a busy woman. I won't say that I'm not, I mean, I run three companies and I'm a single mom. So I'm, I'm a busy woman, but I'm a busy woman with intention. And Mm. I think that's a huge difference. Like I love, like I've been that woman who's like running around feeling like, Oh, I have to do this. I have to do this. I have to do this. And what I learned was that was my nervous system responding to Mm -hmm. life. And I was in a class one day and they were talking about trauma responses. And they said, do you ever feel like you run around with your foot on the gas and the brake at the same time? I'm like, Oh my gosh, that's so me. How do you know? (laughs) (laughs) My whole life I've been that, that woman. And Mm -hmm. I learned about, in that class, I learned about the vagus nerve and it's your 10th brain nerve. It affects your fight or flight system. And I think mine had gotten turned on and had forgotten how to turn off. So the opposite of fight or flight is rest and digest. And so at that point in my life, I was eating perfectly, exercising perfectly. My blood work looked great. I was in my thirties and I had started gaining weight and I had gained over 50 pounds. And my doctor was like, I don't know what else to tell you. Maybe you need to work out seven days a week instead of five. And I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. Like I'm literally one to two pounds every single week. Something is off here. And in that class, when we worked, I had, you know, eight hours of work on my vagus nerve in that class for the weekend. I walked out of there. I had lost 10 pounds and somebody had hit the reverse button. Like my body hit the reverse button. And I started every week just with, doing the same thing I was doing, but I was losing one to two pounds. Like it just completely reversed. And that's where I really started to understand these nervous system tracks that like, oh, I was stuck in this loop. And my body was like, oh, we better hang on to every single calorie out there. And when I was able to go to rest and digest, my body like go back to a better comfort functioning time period track that's in my body. It was a, like it was it was able to do it with complete ease. Wow. Whether it's gaining weight, whether it's a back injury, you know, back pain, whether it's neck pain, knee pain, like it, it can manifest in any way. But what what I do know in the body is that we all have these other tracks that are better comfort of better comfort and function. And when you set the environment up, we can reach that, which is which is such a huge gift. Yeah. And so this is a perfect segue into talking about your amazing book that you wrote, your best-selling book, Reverse Button. So tell us a little bit about what we can expect to find 
in this work of yours? Well, in the book, um, and I will let all of your readers know right now, you, if you email me at reversebuttonbook at gmail.com, I will send you a free PDF version of the book. It's on Amazon. You can buy it. That's fine. But if you want a free version, I would love to share that with all of you guys. So feel free to email me. Um, what you're going to see in this book is seven, well, it's, it's seven years of the clinic, but, but really it's, you know, 30 years of my adult life, 20, 20, 30 years, some of this, whatever those numbers are, <laughs> life experience coming together in that book. But in my clinic, particularly what, what I done for this book is I took those seven years of when clients would come in kind of on their own schedule, their own timeline. And yes, I would help them with their back pain or their knee issue or whatever it was. But ultimately, if they stayed with me long enough, we would hit all those other components of the environment that I was talking about. We talk about their water intake. We talk about their food. We talk about who's in their life. And, and they were always shocked because just like you, I don't tell them like, eat this, don't eat that. I talk to them about intuitive eating. I talk to them about how to be so in tune with your body. Like we're going to talk about all of those pieces. How do you set up that environment? Who's in your environment? Being mindful about that. So I took all of those, um, I guess you could say coaching type ways that I would, that holistic, I, I call myself a holistic intuitive, that holistically, when you're looking at the whole life, it has to be more than just your back hurts because what happens, and I think our biggest challenge in healthcare, and this is one of my big dreams is to change the way healthcare is looked at, is that you go, you walk into the doctors and you say, my back hurts, and they, they have two tools. They have surgery and they have pharmaceuticals. Sometimes they'll send you to PT. You have like, you don't, that, like, that's it, right? Which is absolutely needed in this world. But what I do is I come in and I tell you all the other pieces that that are affecting your back because often the back has it's can it's in a trauma loop of some sort and I use the word trauma very broad from you stubbed your toe to you um, you know you you had a death in the family anything like that you your body creates a, a track a best like in this moment how can I be like my best self and it. And really it's doing, and the really simple level of it, it's making sure that you don't break a bone, that you don't bleed to death and that your eyes stay level. So it like takes a picture snapshot and says, this is, this is our best, our best we can be right now. Mm. And then the next trauma comes along and we, we take another snapshot. This is the best we can be right now. And we flip back and forth through those, through those snapshots, trying to be our best thing. So what I, what the book, what happened with writing the book is I took all those stories of the last seven years and I condensed them down into a, a very, um, a very specific system of these are all the things that you need to look at to get your full life back. This is, these are the pieces. And I tell through story cause that's, that's me. That's how I do it. Mm-hmm. Um, actually I, I had, when I had to do the big outline for the book, I had all the stories and then I had all the, the scientific concrete facts of how to do this and why this works and all that. And my editor actually um, wouldn't let me put that in. <laughs> she's like, she's like, you're a great storyteller and you hit your points with story and people want to read stories. They don't want to read the facts stuff. And I said, are you sure? So she's like, oh yeah, trust me. You, you, you get your point across through your story. And, and I think that is, we want to hear the story, right? Yeah. 
So that's what you'll find in my book. You'll hear the stories of real people, real struggles, real life, who had real triumph in getting their full life back. You know, I, I, one of my most favorite ones just recently happened was this woman. Um, she came in for swelling in her legs and I took care of that. She, she was coming back for her second appointment. She said, my leg is so much better. Oh my goodness. And she said, she's talking about like some other things that are going on in her, in her body. And, and, she, and then she just kind of halfway says, oh yeah, and I'm slated for a knee surgery um, coming up in a couple weeks. And I said, oh, well, do you want to do the knee surgery? And she said, well, the doctor said that's the only choice. And I said, well, would you like to know other choices? And she said, there's other choices? Oh yeah, we, let's talk about some other things. And so we, we walked through some things and she got off the table and she was like, she was rock, you know, in the Rocky movie. She's literally arms in the air. My knee doesn't hurt. My knee doesn't hurt. Wow. And it was, it was phenomenal. She actually ended up coming to one of the, the reverse button retreats that I did around the book where we really dug in deep to all the different components of the book. Um, it, yeah, she was like, this is amazing. I get it. And I love like those moments. I mean, those, those are just priceless. Those are absolutely priceless. You've, you've been of service for most of your life from what I can tell of your story as well. Like when you, when you know that somebody like you've really made a difference in somebody's life that, that it's everything to you, right? Like, it's just everything. So having those, those moments, that's, that's what you're going to read about it in the reverse button. You're going to read those stories. Um, and they're just, it's been kind of fun since the book came out because, um, I've had several of my clients come back and say, I made it in your book. Cause I was really careful not to use real names and things. And I'm, I'm like, Oh yeah, it's not them. <laughs> oh, that's too funny. They read it and they see them and it fills my mm. heart because I want, whether you're one of my clients, in the past or not, I want you to read this book and see yourself in the book. Yeah. And I, I, that's because I think every, everybody's story is in this book. Um, and so that, yeah, I, I want more and more people to read the book and go, Oh my gosh, that's me. There's hope. There's, there's other options. And again, I never want to put down the medical world because I really think that surgery and pharmaceuticals have their place, but there's other options. There's other options when we look at the world holistically, we look at the body holistically that, you know, like a, a really, I mean, we, so many of us know that, you know, acupuncture and acupressure have been around for thousands of years. Um, in orthobionomy and the studies that I've done at the clinic here, I study all the body charts. And yet, instead of saying, just like our, you know, our shoulds, I don't really believe in absolutes because I think every one of us has a unique story. I look at something and say, oh, your shoulder hurts. Maybe we should check out your liver, which is for my acupuncture charts. <laughs> and and um, let's see if there's something going on with your liver. Like, oh, your knee? Oh, maybe there's something going on with your gut. Maybe. Like, let's check and see. Like, they're, they're all possibilities. Yeah. One of my favorite stories, <laughs> I think this one's even in the book, is I was working on a woman's feet and um, she had a lot of infertility issues. And she sits up broad, like super boldly and she says, oh my goodness, I can feel my uterus. And I went, huh. I don't remember that in any chart ever I read. <laughs> and so I literally called my mentor and I said, is the fourth toe connected to the uterus? I don't remember that. And she said, 
she said for her, it could be. So like any woman that's ever had a problem with their female reproductive organs, like I'm always checking the fourth toe for no, nobody else that I found has that been true for, but for this woman, it unlocked everything. Wow. So when you don't honor that the body is all connected, you know, mind, body, spirit, we're all connected that one thing's not going to affect the other thing. I, I heard you in your, your podcast yesterday too talking about like, where is it manifesting in your body? Where is it showing up in your body? Mm-hmm. Of course it's in your body. I love that you already know, like when you're around family, your, your hips are going to have an issue. Like that's when we get, when we make peace, like if this is the one gift I could give your read, your listeners today, when we make peace with the of our body, everything's possible. Everything shifts. Mm-hmm. Um, when we fight our own bodies, then we suffer. Yeah. Yeah. It's so true. It's so true. And I just love that you actually answered the question before I asked it, <laughs> because I was going to say, if you could say one thing to the listeners out there, what would it be? And you already did it. So we're in mind meld, you and I. So I feel like we could just sit here and chat all day long and you have so much good stuff. I would love to have you back. Um, but unfortunately we are out of time. So where, where can we find you in the crazy world of the internet webs? Yes. So right now the best place to find me is, um, on Facebook and you can type in reverse button and start, I'm starting to build that that world all up through the the business page on reverse button. So you can see that you can see more reviews about the book. Um, you can also find, you can find the book on Amazon, but you can also email me at reverse button, uh, reverse button book at gmail.com. So those are the best ways to reach out. Fantastic. Well, Abby, thank you so much for taking time and coming and sharing your story with us. It's incredible. And I just feel like you have so much to offer this world. And I encourage all of you listening to make sure that you email and grab this book. I am on chapter three and it is fantastic. Abby is such a gifted storyteller and it just is such an easy and fun read. So make sure that you grab that. Abby, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Kim. And thank you, everyone. I really wish you guys all a day of comfort and function. Have a beautiful day. Bye-bye.